Whew, I think, uh, I think I got out of there okay. Freeze, varmint! <laughs> I, I, I've been, uh, been tracking you for too long. I finally, finally caught up with you, and your days are numbered. Prepare to meet your... Wait, 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 what, 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 what's that sound? Uh, I, I'm real sorry, I, I didn't, I didn't mean it. I, I, I'm, look, I'm supposed to be holding a gunpoint here, getting you to, you know, you know, give over everything you got. What, what, what's with the sound? Uh, I, I gotta know. I ain't real good at spelling. I ain't real good at spelling. No, uh, uh, and I'm scared. Uh, I guess I'm quacking in my boots. <laughs> Changes queer and pleasant. I'm not Laura Kate Dale. And I'm not Jane Eris Magnet. And welcome to another episode of Queer and Pleasant Strangers. It's a podcast. Two queer trans ladies tell you what sort of media we have consumed in the week and just generally have a bit of a catch up and a silly giggle and whatnot. We're on a couch. We're on we're on a couch today. We're in the on living couch. room. There's a cat. There's a cat There's here. There's a fan. There's a fan on. It's very hot in the UK right now, and my office is consistently the heat trap of our home. Yeah, it's averaging out about 28 across the house at the moment, and your office is somewhere in the 30s. I, I would imagine so. It's um considerably less pleasant of a recording space, so we're like, you know what? Screw everything. Different room, different microphone, fan is on. You can live with it. You're getting the show. I will do as much noise reduction as possible, but there is every possibility that... This might not be the finest audio recording you've ever had. If, if this week is, is sounding a little different, it's because the alternative was literally melting. Yeah, L- if literally. You, if you wanted us to catch fire during the recording, if like you, literally just to combust. If you wanted the recording to like go Laura, silent. Laura, got any sponsor? <laughs> Halfway through, we'd just stop talking because like, our lips would just be a puddle on the floor. Couldn't make any sounds. You know, that's the sort of week we're having. Mm-hmm. But you know what else we did this week when the weather was less melty? We played some games. We played some games. We played some, we played some boarded games. Yeah, where did we want to start this week? Uh, we played Betrayal Legacy. We did. This is a legacy game we have had for... How how long ago did you get this? <laughs> um, I bought this right near the beginning of the pandemic because our friendly local game store was like, Hey, uh, we make most of our money running Magic the Gathering nights and D&D nights and, and stuff. And right now, we're not allowed anyone in our store. Yeah. So if, you know, then you don't have to. But if you wouldn't mind maybe considering ordering something and, and we can either deliver it to your house or or, or you can pick it up uh, like store side, curbside drop off. Uh, please consider. I was like, see what they've got. Ooh, Betrayal Legacy. Yeah. I enjoyed Betrayal at the House on the Hill that one time we played it. Yeah. And um, we, we, we're, we're big Pandemic Legacy fans. Exactly. We had, in, I think at that point we'd enjoyed at least Pandemic Season 1. And I was yeah. Like, yeah and then we didn't realise that Betrayal Legacy needs at least three people. Yeah. I, 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 I checked all the other things. I checked that it was lots of people saying nice things about it. Like it improved some things on, on uh, Betrayal on the House on the Hill. It got rid of some of the issues that people had with that. It's replayable afterwards, so it's not like, here's a bunch of stuff for the recycling bin now, and some spare components. Like, yeah. this is a... At the end of this, we will have a... A unique a, version. A unique version of this. And to be fair, like, there are 50-plus uh, haunts in this game. Yeah. So, during the campaign, we won't actually do all of them. Yes. 
there is still a bunch of stuff that we will uncover post game that we yeah. will be a be playable and and I think that's kind of fun. Yeah, and, and so far we've played like the first two um of the the games in this campaign. Yeah, the first um, two ones. Yeah, one thing I really like about this is it's set up uh, narratively in a way that makes it really easy to add new players in yeah. later on because we 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 had to play with three players because our fourth player had a home emergency to deal with. Yep. Um but like the the whole idea is is there is this one consistent house and at the end of each uh game some family will be in charge of the house now, will currently own the deed to it, will have ended up with it. Um, and everyone else is playing other families that are trying to get revenge or go in for treasure or various things that are leading them there. Mm-hmm. And it's very easy to just be like, oh, and that other family wanted a bit of the action, so they've shown up now. Yep. Um, but yeah, the the first game, very, very light on... Uh, rooms you could visit. It was a very small, yes. very reduced starting version yeah. of uh, but it, Betrayal. It's a good introduction, especially since I've—I mean, I've only played Betrayal once. It's been a while, um, yeah, and it, it has been a really long time. So it was nice to sort of go. There's not much to explore, yeah. But here's a a, a basic idea of how you navigate the house. Yeah. Here is a basic idea of the the type of thing that will happen when you have a haunt. Yeah. And then there is the outcome to that, and then you get to like name your family. Yeah. Uh, to go so that that whoever picks that colour board now will be, in my case, the Fletchers. Yeah. <laughs> so named because I killed everyone with a crossbow. Um. Uh, one thing I really like, and without getting into spoilers about that first, uh, that first uh, adventure we did, um, I really like that they had something for the first person to get killed off, who obviously didn't have anything else to be doing for a while mm-hmm. that they they were like look take this card you have a look at it that's for you that's just me that's some they, info the, the the first person to not be playing had things to do and things <laughs> to think about that were like oh that's really cool um it it was it was a very nice like look you're not playing anymore but but here you go here's your consolation prize i mean we we weren't far off from from that, I think it was only like ten minutes that you were. Oh, I know, but it was. Out. But no, I I totally yeah. like, understand that for some people that might be a bit much. But just giving you that, hey, here is some info. Yeah, some and info. If, if I'd remembered to do it in real time, it didn't make a difference in the end. But uh, there was also like, hey, open some doors. You can put some stickers down for something. There's some. Ooh. There's some things you can do. Ooh. Um, I was like. That's, it's neat that there's like, here's something to know and something to do. Uh-huh. Being the first person killed off in, in the campaign. Keep you busy. Um, but yeah, I, I also, I really, I really liked the second uh, game we did. Yes. Uh, we had a lot of trouble with it. Yes. Um, we were up against a very difficult foe. I worked out why we were having, a part of why we were having so much difficulty. Because the person we were playing with kept rolling the wrong thing for some of the stuff. Uh, that that was definitely part of it, but the other part is uh, the stat we needed to succeed. Speed was the stat that their character had uh, better stats than everyone else. They were ideally the person we would have needed to deal with that problem, and they were not inclined to deal with that problem. Oopsie doodle. Um, but yeah, it's really neat. Yeah, it's it's really fun. Um, enjoyed the miniatures. Enjoyed giving everyone a name. 
Yeah. Uh, because my character su- survived the first one, I was like, well, I'm just going to play the same character 28 years later. Yeah. Uh, so I, luckily I'd started her off at 19, which I thought was a ripe old age for the 1600s. I, but... I, I think it's why all of the minifigurines uh, appear to be such young characters, is so that if they survive one campaign, into uh, one bit of the campaign into the next, into yeah. the next... You can get a few done before they they seem too old to feasibly exist. Agnes was positively ancient by the time she died at forty seven in, in <laughs> what nineteen uh, sixteen ninety four. Yeah, late sixteen hundreds. Um, um, but yeah, having a really fun time with it. Having a really I, fun time. I, I also quite like the fact that there's like you uh, a little note passage in yes. the back of one of the books to like, here's how your campaign's going, and I've decided to write it as like diary entries. Yes, for the from survivor, whoever survived that adventure. Uh, and just like just a, a fun little hey, if you want a recap of the story so far, yeah, here's uh, three lines roughly per haunt and 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 how that turned out, who died. Mm. Um, yeah, it's been quite fun. Uh, the first one I suggested that um, I'd, I'd grown roses over both your corpses, <laughs> but like also like where where the uh, people died, those are now like those are potentially ghost areas. And yeah. when bad things happen in, in haunted areas, they might be potentially worse in future games. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, that was really cool. Uh, what about you, Flavio? Uh We played some Four Gardens we together. Did. We played some more Four Gardens. Which one's Four Gardens again? This, is this the one with the big tower in the that's middle? That's the one with the big pagoda in the middle and you swivel it yeah. and then you do the the panora- panoramic garden cards. Yeah. Basically, you build, get the ingredients to build the things. I did much better this time that I knew that, like, you earned points for all the things you'd already done in that colour every time you added another one in that colour. I think it helped that you, you'd sort of largely taken the role of teaching. So yeah. You're sitting closer. Um, so I think by virtue of you having to explain it to someone else. Yes. It... Like, it was sticking well. <laughs> that, that may not have hurt. Um, but yeah, I got really into the flow of that game. It's it's real nice. Um, the end can creep up on you quickly if you're oh, not yes. keeping keeping track of the. I number wasn't of paying cards. any attention, and then you were like, "Okay, so that's just to think. I've got eight cards at the moment, and you've got seven, and and Jane's got seven, and then we'd need nine to whoever gets nine first. I was like, "Oh, is that the case?" Okay, yeah. I win then. See, I, I probably shouldn't have said it, but we had a new beginner at the table yes. and it felt only fair to provide that reminder. <laughs> but that did but allow the, you to but go... the fact that we were all, yeah. like, within a couple of things... To yeah, we, we were not far off each other. Oh, definitely. Um, it, it was a surprisingly close game. Um, uh, did our new player win? I'm trying to remember. I know they won one Yes, the they won by... They 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 picked up the thing for four bonus points. Oh, that was it. Yes, and they had been in last place, but then came first by by uh, one point above you. Yes, they were th- they were three points behind first, and their last turn they completed a set which got them a four bonus point card, which just tipped them over into first. <laughs> but it was nice that we were all yeah. so close together. Like I had been worried that they'd been um, like struggling a bit because I, I noticed that they weren't. They were seemingly going, okay, we'll put one thing down and one thing only, Yeah. And I will complete that, and then I will flip it, and then I will put another thing down. Yeah. Rather than my goal, which tends to be sort of like, okay, I'm going to have three down that I need, that I'm working on, Yeah. and I'm going to, you know, I mean, work across that. I'm, I'm in the middle. I usually only put maybe two down at a time. I, I very rarely have three. Hmm. I will go like, here's the one thing I'm working on, and I'll put something second down 
if I'm gonna have to pick up something I don't want anyway, I'll put I'll put something down to put it on. Yeah, yeah. To shift it to, but otherwise I very rarely um bother with three. Mm-hmm. And the fact that our three approaches came out very similarly in score yeah. is really nice that there yeah. are different ways to play this that that you're not gonna get completely knocked out. That being said, I did resist the urge to play really aggressively. That's what we've got a new player. I'm not gonna like <laughs> I'm not gonna use the fact that I'm at the top of this score track to just knock players completely off so you can't score on that anymore. That seems mean. Yeah, it feels like you could do stuff strategically with um like what you get. Yes. With with what colours you're playing. But like I don't know if there's there's that some of that is more luck based. Because obviously there's a bunch of different um so the panoramas are split up into pieces. There's like a, a, a yeah. two-piece one, a three-piece one, a four-piece and a five-piece. Yeah. Um, and you won't necessarily find that the colours on the other side of those, like the bonus colour, the the where you score the points... The point colour. ...will yeah. be necessarily in, in the same set. Yeah. So, uh, so you might... It, it might be like, okay, well, I definitely want to get more yeah. of these... And I guess some of that is luck about where it comes up yeah. in in the deck. What well, one thing that I think worked in my favor, or at least I felt like I was doing well, was I deliberately was grabbing stuff that had um, rainbow any color point rewards on, mm. so that I could pick like, okay, what do I need points on? And yeah. I didn't play aggressively, but there were some times toward the end because the the blue uh, panorama that's made up of five different pieces yeah. was mostly made up of rainbow ones so i could have played really aggressively in those last couple of times i put it put blue cards down i rarely go for the blue ones as a set because although they keep scoring over and over again that you generally need more resources to, to yeah, make Yeah, I, I think, like, if you get the opportunity, perhaps the smartest thing to do is to complete the very small set first to get an extra space, mm-hmm. and then go straight for the big one, because the big one gets, like, points and points and points yeah. and points if you go for it. Yeah, but I, I mean, I think... I, I continue to really like Full Guns. We played it twice, I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see what uh, more plays and uh, what strategies sort of develop yeah. from that. Uh, we also played another game we've played uh, before, board game-wise. We played some more Sushi Go Party. We did. That's really fun. It's that adorable little game where you make up a little menu of this is worth these points, and if you get this many of this, it's worth these points. And then you just do pick a card from the hand, pass the hand to the player on the left, keep picking and passing and trying to trying to get points. But you've got to put things down as open hands so people can deliberately take things to fuck you over. As someone did to me and denied me my full set of sashimi. Because they saw I was on two out of three and they were like, I don't need sashimi, but it'll stop you getting it. He's shrewd. He's very shrewd. Yeah, no, that is that is the right way to play that game, is to pay attention to what the person next to you wants and not give it to them. But, I mean, as long as that doesn't fuck you over. Yeah, but I mean, in those last few turns where it's like, look, if there's nothing here I particularly want, take the thing that's going to fuck over someone yeah, else. Uh, yeah, yeah. But uh, I yeah, that game continues to be really simple, like really nice, easy teach. Yep. Beautiful art, really nice small tin that's easy to travel. Yes, yeah. it could be smaller. It could be smaller, but it's still I I always appreciate a easy to take somewhere yeah. small small yeah. box game. It's mostly organised as well when it's in the tin, so I mean it it certainly has that benefit. Yeah, I continue to really enjoy it. It was fun at a larger player count. We've done it before. And you know, I you know maybe one day we will get a chance to play it in a full eight player game. Who knows? Ooh. But um, 
yeah there's there's a lot of things to score but yeah it was it was a lot of fun and um you were the only one that got the pudding bonus i got the pudding bonus i made ice cream ice cream uh, and then we also played some more Flamouge. Uh, yes, this is that uh, that sort of Tour de France, Tour de France uh, cycling game. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. This is our first time playing it in more than two people. It is. It, As is I, the case for many of the games we've got during the pandemic. I, I definitely enjoyed playing it in, in four players. Um, it's a very different challenge in four players. Yeah. It's, there, there was certainly a lot more, how do I push through the pack without getting like two yes. to the front, and I think I managed to stay pretty middling most yeah. of the way through that. Yeah, because that's the thing is it's it's much harder to get through the pack because the pack is much more dense. Mm-hmm. Um, and breaking into it and getting into a good position is pretty tricky. Um, and I think as a result of it being difficult to get through the pack, I think it. I know that I tried to sprint out ahead of the pack earlier than I would have otherwise done. Because of the fact that I was like, if the pack all decides to make that sprint and I haven't made it, I'm never going to get back in front of it. Mm. Um, I was like, I didn't want to be the only person that didn't make the leap. And eh, that had some consequences for me. But um, yeah, it's, it's it's a very different kind of game with a bigger group. It is, but I don't, like, I don't feel like it, it, it really necessarily gains or loses anything. Like no, it's, it's just... It, it's still very much Flam Rouge. Like, you have to yeah. think slightly differently about things. You get more chance to use the slipstream mechanic, because obviously there's, there's more people on the board. Yeah, like, in hindsight, in a larger player count game, I would have used a lot more of my uh, twos early on, because, mm-hmm. like, that pack is so dense you can really ride the slipstream for a while. Yeah, I mean, I was mostly using... Like my lowest possible cards, ninety yeah. percent of the way around the board, um, and then like, because I had a I had a turn right near the beginning when I had a handful of nines and a five, and I was like, don't really want to do all yeah. any of my nines this early on because that will put me way ahead of the pack. Yeah, I I had one of those. I had a all uh, all nines and a six, and that really threw me. Yeah, I mean it's it's very weird to to I mean because there's only three of them in the deck. Yeah, so it's weird to get all of them. But it's in a very hand. small deck as well, though. That is true. And it gets smaller the more time you spend not taking the nines. Well, I mean, I got it quite early on. I think it was like our third round, ra- third yeah. um, round or something. But yeah, it's 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 a great little game, and and it's very simple. Again, a very simple teach. Um, and and like the you know once you get the hang of it, like yeah. around. Like rounds go really quickly. Yeah, it's a very nice game, and it it sort of you get about halfway around the board, and then it goes very quickly. Yes, yes. Though those that that sort of final straight, everyone is like just just flooring it. Really. Like, let's do three or four turns worth of movement in a single turn that we've been saving up. Yeah, pretty much. Like I I used my all my nines in those last couple. Yeah. Luckily, I hadn't knackered my sprinter. I'd kept kept my sprinter way near the back for for most of it. Yeah. But my my ruler was out running running the front like most of the way round, and then my sprinter was just like, okay, I've got almost no exhaustion in this pack, which means I like in my last two turns I had only the four cards at the bottom to draw from. Mm. So I was like, that's nice. Um, so yeah, I had, I had I had great fun with that. 
Yay! Uh, what about you? Anything else? Uh, we've been playing a video game together. And videoed game. Yeah, we started playing Skyward Sword HD together on on that Nintendo Switch. Yeah, we did. Uh, I, I love Skyward Sword. I know, I know it's not a popular opinion, but I really love Skyward Sword. I like it a lot. It's a very colourful adventure where all of the overworld is dungeony, and I like the motion sword fighting, and I like all the characters, and I like Skyward Sword a lot. How are you getting on with Skyward Sword HD? Um, I think because of where I'm sitting in the room, I'm finding I'm getting a lot of drift. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm losing sync with things. Uh, no, this is not really happening as much when you're sitting and you're ever so slightly closer. And, like, don't get me wrong, like, I've had problems with the Switch loads of times before. It's like, if this couch is slightly too far back, yeah. sometimes I'll pull this it... This couch is right on the edge of Joy-Con connection range. Mm-hmm. I usually pull it a bit further forward, but often during winter, because the way we sit with our couches yeah. with our heads together. Well, I mean, I, I feel like it... It might be wise to pull it ahead a little for Skyward Sword sessions. But for Nuzzles. That's okay, I will sort of shuffle along for Nuzzles. nuzzles. Yeah, I'll shuffle along for Nuzzles. Lovely. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I've been having so much fun with this. It's really good. Yeah, yeah. I I forget how much I love a lot of the the characters in it. Groose is (laughs) brilliant, wonderful, fantastic. I love very much. Mm-hmm. Girahim is one of my favourite, like, recurrent villains in a Zelda game. Um, I love that his fights are just him just taunting you, fucking around with you, because he just doesn't take you seriously, and it's real interesting. <sighs> I love this game very much. Yeah, um, not had as much time to play it as uh, I would have wanted i wanted to <laughs> i wanted to play more of it and then something dropped and i had to yep. get on with we, something we, else we were like yeah, just settling really in for a, for a proper session then it's like oh shit we have to do a lot of something yeah i swallowed an entire evening and then like almost 24 hours later we were like ah okay <laughs> settle down and play some skyward we've, we've we've got a busy couple of weeks ahead and i don't know when we're gonna get like a weekend to be like, let's just sit down and power power through it. But I'm excited when we get to that point. Yeah. And we found like a good convenient point to stop where it's not going to be confusing where we're at and stuff. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I love a lot of the stuff about this game. I love the mole people. We've just met the mole people in the oh, volcano, and they're all named after gems. And, and yeah, they they they're, they're all they've all got the mentality of like California surfers, but they're mole people, and I like them very much. Mole. I like that Zelda on this one's just off on her own adventure. She's just yeah. doing her own thing. She's like, no, I'm not waiting to be rescued. I'm off ahead of you. I'm, I'm she's f- not. She's not a princess, you see. Yeah. So Nintendo therefore realizes that she doesn't <laughs> need rescuing. She, she's off doing the same things Link is doing, but just a bit ahead in the adventure. You're just following in her footsteps the whole time. Like, hey, wait up! I'm trying to adventure too. She's a strong, confident. Uh, Descendant of the goddess who don't need no hero. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm having fun with that. I want to put more time into it. Yeah. What about you? You playing anything else this week? Um, let's see. I've been playing some more um, Secret of Grindia. Oh, how's that been going? Yeah, it, I mean, gosh, I'd, I'd forgotten most of it, I'll be honest. I had forgotten a huge amount of it. Um, yeah, it's been nice going back through it again. 
there, I mean, the, the the one problem I have I, I have with the game, like I, it's not insurmountable. You can tell that this game's been in development for uh, what, uh, like five years now, five years, six years. Yeah. Like, because the last time I played it, I think it was twenty sixteen, according to Steam. And I was like, I'll give it a go because they they're now doing their like odds and ends patch, which is we're about as near release as it's gonna get. And it's it's interesting that like my old save seems to be quite ready to work for me if I want it to. Yeah, I've not used it, but the option is there. It's nice. The option is there. <laughs> like um, the the, uh, the only problematic thing is there is a ginger dwarf with a Viking helmet on called Simon. Is the only thing that I would flag mm, up, and okay. if you know, you know. Yeah. Um, um, you know, six years ago, I might sort of forgive that a little bit because that was like everybody was like, "We need YouTubers in our game, quick." Yes. Well, how, get, how do we, how do we market it? I mean, I found this game watching um, Dodger play it. So. I mean, it's funny you mention um, <laughs> putting YouTubers in that games. Was my, that was my segue. Was point. that your segue? Yeah. We, are we going to segue over to the thing? Yeah, we'll segue over to the thing. Tell us yeah. about paranormal. Let's talk about paranormal. I can't believe I didn't start with paranormal, <laughs> but um, um, you know, I was like, you, you mentioned board games. I was like, yeah, okay, yeah, board game. Um, there's a video game out that started development about four years ago called Paranormal, and it's out now. There is a character in it called Laura with blue hair who is uh, somewhat based on me. It's a human being. Yeah. Yeah. She's adorable. So, okay. So, obviously, I I mentioned this. I have to mention up front, like, hey, there's a character in it sort of based on me. Um, I make no money off this up front. Like, this is is a thing that I am excited exists, but I'm not financially invested in whether you buy it or not. But, um... Yeah, Paranormal is a visual novel dating sim uh, about a paranormal investigation club in a high school, and um, this group of students goes off on a lot of, like, silly little paranormal adventures, um, you know, like, oh, there's that weird crater outside of town that everyone says is because of that alien landing, and, oh, here's the haunted soda factory that they say is haunted by a ghost. Um, And... As you go through this game, you start to discover that maybe there are some supernatural things going on, particularly with your player character who woke up from a coma and doesn't remember their life prior to the coma, but is having some weird dreams that suggest some supernatural bullshit went down. Um, it is a really fun visual novel, uh, visual novel game. Um, alongside, like, the, obviously, click through a bunch of text, um, pick what you're going to say stuff, um, there is investigation mechanics. So uh, every now and then you'll get investigations and you'll be in a static location usually, and it'll be like, hey, you have a certain number of actions, which represents the time you have uh, before you've got to, you know, leave, leave and head home. Find items in the environment to click on that you can then sort of ask the other party members about, try and work out clues that might help you get further through. Um talk to all the various party members about the things you found or each other and try and get as much information as you can on your investigation as possible. Um, Sometimes these will just be how much can you learn about your other team members during a given thing. Sometimes it'll be more like, hey, can you work out the code to that gate? Because if so, there's a really cool scene back there, uh, but you've only got so long to try and find it. Um, On top of that, I really love the... um, 
all of the 2D character art has some uh, animation done on it so that it is sort of... Um, it is 2D illustrations that are moving and sort of like just just moving enough to make them feel a bit more alive than static images. Um, really nice visual style. Really happy with it. Um, but let's talk about me, the most important part of this game, clearly. Um, so the character of Laura in this game, I, I won't get into too much specifics. Go play the game. Um... It should be no surprise that a character based upon me is an autistic trans woman. And the main thing I will say here is that uh, the developer has done a fantastic job of providing really good, uh, really well thought through autistic trans woman representation in this game. Um, There are a lot of really specific little nuances that are captured really well. Um, They very clearly paid a lot of attention to the conversations that I had with them and, like, followed my lead on how I wanted things to be handled, and they have put together a really well-handled, tasteful, sweet story about being an autistic trans woman in 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 a paranormal club and also as a potential dating target in a in a video game. So that's that's a that's a thing that exists. Um I'm 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 very happy with the character that is my namesake. So um if you want to go uh play a dating sim with a fictionalized um paranormal investigation club version of me from some parallel universe, that's a thing you can do. Uh go go check out Paranormal. It's spelt like paranormal but with pair because Dating, P-A-I-R. Which uh, is mono-dating, apparently. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's on itch.io. Go find it. Show it some love. It's available. Pay what you want, but you should give it some money because the developer spent four years making a really lovely game. Yep. Um, I have yet to put as much time as I would like into the other uh, paths through it, but uh, for anyone who listens to Pixel Squirt, uh, or watches the uh, Geek Remix do streams and YouTube videos, or listens to Dice Funk. Um, Mari and Stacy uh, from Geek Remix are both also characters in this game. I know that their stories both deal with um, mental health themes as well, and from what I've heard, in really good ways. So, yeah, paranormal's a thing. I'm in a video game. Oh, another one. Yeah. How does it feel to uh, to 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 date yourself? It's it's very weird to date myself. Slightly masturbatory. I, I mean, look, I had <laughs> I had to do it in order to be like, right, how how did this turn out? And no, I, I understand. Yeah, why. yeah. I I to try and distance myself as much as possible. I made my character called not Laura. Well, so there yeah, was, that's oh, yeah, there's Laura, stupid. and then there's not Laura. Exactly. I'm, I'm not Laura. That's Laura. Not in this world, anyway. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and and dating your friends. Um, I've it I. Yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be a look. I think that would be a much weirder proposition if I hadn't spent hundreds of hours discussing porn with them. I think at this I point, so, yeah. I think at this point, to fictionally date them, it's like, yeah, that's fine. We've we've you know look, what they like. So. We we've discussed like the weirdest kinds of pornography that can exist. Uh, some cute hand holding in a video game, probably fine. I think you've managed that. I, I probably managed yeah. that. I, I've told Murray and Stacey I love them before. They're wonderful. They're lovely. They're, 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 they're very good and I love them very much. Uh, I edited uh, an accessibility that features footage from this game. 
And and I enjoyed everyone. Yeah. Mari seems fun. Mar Mar Mari's um very energetic in a very Mari way. <laughs> a dog, quick, let's adopt it. <laughs> oh, there's there's a there's a good clip right at the start where um if you ask Stacy about a Save the World poster, she goes on a bit of a diatribe about um how personal responsibility pressure is good and all, but what we really should be doing is focusing our efforts on big corporations and getting them to um, fix their production issues because they're the ones that are, you know, on the massive scale causing most of the problem. I'm like, yeah, yeah this yeah. game's well written. I like this. Yay. Also, you can talk to someone in the library that has seen Laura just staring at a butt, just a butt on the school computers. <gasps> Shock and horror. Laura looking at a butt. Yeah. <laughs> wow, I was going to say that, like, as somebody who, who who is in a relationship with you, <laughs> that the the version of you in that game isn't is definitely not you. I mean, like, it's a it's a lovely representation, but it's definitely not you. Look, it. But now that I've heard about the butt looking, look, here's the thing: <laughs> it's the more so than I would say some of the other characters in the game who are very much their current selves in there. Mm. The story we ended up telling with Laura in Paranormal is very much teenage me at the mm. start through to more modern me. Oh. Um, it, it, is, it, is, it is very much starting from the perspective of ah, people! Ah, which was very much me for a long time. Yeah, I was um, a very different person in high school. Yeah, that's the thing. But like, it's 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 considering this was a game that starts set in high school. I was like, look, let's let's put some elements of mm-hmm. me at that age in there, yeah. and um, very much the 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 arc is, hey, nervous autistic trans girl, can you can you can you slowly get them to warm up to you, mm. um, through nice positive interactions. Yeah. Um, but yeah! Also, there's Roller Derby. Oh, heck. Yeah! There's Roller, Roller Derby, Roller Derby Laura, who occasionally struggles a little bit with the sensory aspects of Roller Derby, Aww. is in there. There's a lot of me in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but also, don't... like, some of it is just, like, 15 year old anxious me. Anxious <laughs> too. <laughs> but yeah, go check out Paranormal. Uh, that's everything I've played this week. What about you? I did a stream on Thursday where I solved like 16 odd um, twisty puzzles in Ooh. two hours. I mean, I originally had 15 down. I was like, 15's a good number. And then I was like, oh, we, we, mm, we, mm, we, we're very close to time. Um, so we did uh, the 2x2x2, two by two by two, the 3x3x3, three by three by three, the 4x4x4. Uh, the uh, cat cube, the kilo minx, the mega minx, the penrose cube, the mirror blocks, the gear cube, uh, the ready cube, the pyraminx, the master pyraminx, the 3x3x5, the 3x3x2 barrel, and the x cube, and a 7x7x7. You're good at twisty puzzles. Apparently so. Um, This was all brought on by the fact that I now have a gigaminx. <gasps> which is like a mega minx, but it's... if. Whereas that is based on like uh, it's a twelve sided three by three by three yeah. by three by three yeah, I guess that's uh, a five by five by five by five by five by five yes yeah. uh, so, so many yeah. so many sides so many sides uh, so yeah uh, that's I've done that a few times now the first few times it took me about two hours 
Yeah. Uh, partly because I wasn't fully paying attention. I had other things to do. I don't have two hours to commit to just one thing. <laughs> As with everything in my life, I have to be doing several things at once. Cause... Big mood. Big mm-hmm. mood. There's no time. There's no time. There's no time and too many things and my brain wants to do all of them at once. Patreon.com slash Radio helped me justify a 76-hour work week. Um, yeah, <laughs> even the entertainment has to be done with something else. <laughs> like, most of the time I'm playing video games, it's usually because I'm dilating. <laughs> um, yeah, um, so yeah, I've been having a lot of fun with that. I'm now concerned that it's not going to take me two hours to do and it's not going to fill a stream. Yeah. So I've been, I've been looking at some of my, um, unusual 3x3x3s, like yes. the, um, the Fisher Cube and the Axis Cube and, and the um the Twisted Cube. Yes, I'm looking at that thought... twisted one up on the thing there. That that's the thing. It Does is. that shape change? Uh yeah, it it, it, it moves like three by three by three, so yeah, bits will be sticking out all over the place. Okay. It's less interesting to look at than like the um the mirror blocks though. I'm curious to try the twisted one. That looks interesting. Yeah. I mean you try the, the Axis Cube. Anyway, my no. my brain doesn't like that. No, thank you. No, thank you. I think it's okay. I'll try, I might try that other one if you that's okay. You can try that. Yeah. It's very, it's very easy. There's only one extra, um, well, one or two extra algorithms you would need to know to do that over yeah. a standard 3x3x3. Uh, yeah. I mean, if you're careful, you can avoid most of them. <laughs> um, which is the thing I, I, I like about a lot of those. If you're careful, you can usually end up with only... Maybe one centre that needs rotating. Otherwise, you might have several. Uh-huh. Because rotating centres is, is the annoying bit. Yeah, I'm looking at it now and I can see why that would be a thing. Um, in, mm. uh-huh, yeah. Uh-huh, yes. Because suddenly the centre a centre matters which uh, orientation it's in. Yeah, okay. <laughs> As opposed to just any of four. Any of four's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's, that's, that's lots of cubes, uh, or twisty puzzles that I've been doing, and I'm looking forward to doing another stream of that, and then who knows, I might get to return to, uh, There Is No Game from Dimension, because <gasps> oh. I did a two hour stream with that, and I, I didn't finish it. I reckon one more stream you'll have to finish. Yeah. Well, yeah, I've been having fun doing twisty puzzle streams. I suppose I could do the wooden puzzles. I could give the wooden puzzles yeah. a go. Um, You've got plenty of puzzle things I've you can fill plenty, time with. plenty of things to do. Yeah, yeah. I hope people will enjoy that. Hello, baby. Smudge is here today. Smudge is here today because we're in the living room. She's not quite a lap cat because it's too warm. But, but she's she... on the table watching us. Oh, she's, she's lap adjacent. I'm here in the podcast too. I'm in the podcast. Meow. Uh, is that? that... Yeah, that's everything I've played. Well then, time for this. Hello, and welcome to Tips for Caring for Your Podcaster in the Heat. Does your podcaster suffer from terrible heat exhaustion that's making it difficult for them to create the content that everybody craves? Why not prepare some cold drinks? Open a window? Turn on some fans? Apologise up front for the audio quality? And, last but nuts, and, last but certainly most importantly, encourage them to podcast nude. Nobody need ever know. You may need to warn their editor to edit out the obligatory Nicky song. Nice pussy. I meant smudge. <laughs> Have you been obeying lockdown? Yeah. Have you been making sure to wear a mask? Religiously. Have you basically avoided seeing anyone for the last 18 months? I've become a social recluse. 
then come on down to our evening classes where we can teach you all about conversation, dealing with other people, and helping you remember your social scripts for when you're dealing with other people out in the world. That's our evening classes, especially for anyone who's struggling a bit with getting back to uh, the office or or anything else and having to deal with people. Uh, Join us next weekend as well when we will be giving classes on learning to walk near people. Uh, Probably give that... Uh, actually putting that into practice a little while yet we're uh i know the government said it was okay but uh maybe maybe don't do that one just check so (gasps) what have you put in your eye meats oh very little this week i have been drowning in protest prep and have had no time to watch anything drown I'm trying not to drown but there's a lot of things to do and that protest is coming up very soon um I watched the Loki finale with you. Yeah, we watched that. Yeah, I really enjoyed that finale, but it sure did end abruptly and like it was the middle of a story, huh? Yeah. Like, um... Yeah, I mean, I I see what you mean, certainly. uh, Look, I don't dislike it, but I keep thinking back on it going, all of the other Disney Plus series so far have felt like they have had an ending. And it feels very obvious well, this that had this had a cliffhanger ending. Pardon? This had a cliffhanger ending. So well, it was an ending. Y- yes, but you know, you know what I'm getting to is this felt more than any of the other ones where it's like the second I finished it, I was like, "Oh, they've greenlit this for a season two, huh?" Because it it feels very. We haven't finished this story. Please check in when we continue it. Perhaps more so than I think any of the other ones so far have. I feel like this one is very much a middle child. It's very much a hey, we're telling half a story here. Like we will, we will get you interested. Like you, you already know the origin here, so we don't need to tell an origin story, which I always love in any of the Marvel stuff because I find a lot of the Marvel origin stories boring as fuck. Yeah. It's like, I don't need to know where Wolverine came from again. Thanks. Like, there, there, look, there is a possibility that, let's say this is the big, you know, this is sort of leading on big stuff for um, Doctor Strange, probably. Doctor um, Strange, Ant-Man. Yeah. Um, I do like the thought that those can, to a certain degree, you know, not have to tread this backstory and this backstory got to be told as part of a different story. Mm-hmm. But I suspect they won't do that. I suspect they will retell a lot of the... Like, re-summarise Loki in about three or four different films that are going to come up. Mm. Because they're not going to trust that everyone has seen the Loki like the Loki TV show and go, yeah, but what about the people who only watch the movies? Uh, we'd, better, we'd, better, we'd better origin story it for them too. I, like, I guess. I... I I'm willing to be proven wrong, but part of me worries that we have watched a story that feels kind of incomplete in order to get the the backstory to a character who we're going to get the backstory to a few more times. Maybe. But But we can't really talk much more about that until everyone's had a chance to watch it. Yes. Uh, that being said, I very much enjoyed all of the like the performances throughout. I thought mm-hmm. it was very well acted. It was uh, better, one of the more uh, amusing ones. Definitely so much better than the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. 100%. Yeah. Did you have any other thoughts on Loki? 
Um, hmm, how to put this? Um, with that, without spoilers, it did a Rise of Skywalker thing that annoyed the piss out of me. Hmm. Okay, I know the thing you're on about. Um, I think if there was any character that was going to do that, I think Loki makes the most sense. I, I, I mean, I don't think it's out of character. I get it. I don't think it's out of character, but. I, I had spent a lot of time hoping this wasn't going to happen. Agreed. Partly because I didn't want Elon Musk to be right. Because <laughs> I never want Elon Musk to be right about that's anything. That's fair. Yeah. I agree with not wanting it to happen, but when it happened, I was like, you know what? I don't hate this. <sighs> it's it's It makes it makes more sense than the Rise of Skywalker one that, that, oh, yes. that you're citing. <laughs> This at least had, like, a narrative justification for it. Yeah. That's a, it's been a very li- minimal watched week this week. It has been a very minimal watched week this week. Um, I feel like the time that we would have would have done watching ended up being other things. Yeah, we, 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 we socialed that, that ate the time. I'm not used to that. Yeah. I've got so little time already, I'm not sure I can manage social. Anymore. I think we can manage social. I very much enjoy the social. Don't yeah. get me wrong. I love the people. I just don't think I have time anymore. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm gonna need at least another hundred hours in my week before that's, I can manage social. That's fair. Also, this baby's looking at us with very big eyes. She's a baby. She's a baby. Well then, time for this. Time for this baby. Lauren, <gasps> got any sponsor? Who's our new sponsor? Well, have you ever dreamed of leaving this beautiful blue marble behind? Ah, oh, I did for many years. I used yeah. to dream about it a lot. The world is a scary place and space is beautiful and there's no capitalism there yet. Not yet. Not yet. Like, not it, yet. It's getting close, but it's not quite there yet. Yeah, it's... it's, it's oh, I Capitalism made an analogy the... there and I'm really glad I didn't. <laughs> capitalism is in the upper atmospheres. It's, uh, it's, it's not quite there. Capitalism is nudging you in bed. <laughs> in the small of the back. You can feel that. <laughs> That's where space is right now. I've got this. I'm tired. <laughs> I think, yes, I would like to, to leave this mortal coil and head off into the bounds of space. The mortal course about life or death, I've yes. just realised. I would like to leave Please this blue... die. I would like to briefly vi- leave this blue marble and see it from the outside, maybe. Yeah, well, head on <laughs> over to privatespacecompany.co.uk lol dot lol dot com. Oh! I can, I can go to space! You can go to space! <gasps> oh, wow! You want to feel weightless? Yeah! Do you want to brag about it? I mean, I, I, it, that's not why I want to go, but I would brag about Private it. Private space company going to fly you to sort of space. Yeah. I, 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 could space. Do, I could do that thing where you look at the Earth from up above and go, oh, heck, I now understand the majesty of oh, existence. I mean, kind of. No, no? You're only going to sort of space, not space space. Well, I mean, sort of space is still sort of space. Yeah, but, like, you're not going to get the whole, wow... Earth is so small. You're going to get more of a... Wow, Earth is filling my entire window, just as it would on any other day. Yeah, but... But further away. The, the space. space. I, I, I want to go space. I want to go space. I want to go space. I go space. I want to go space. Well then. Um, yeah, Private Space Co. will fly you there 
for the low, low price of... Oh, gosh. What, uh, the, what? The, How bad is it? It's like the GDP of a small country. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh. Book now with the code QMPS176 and get £1,500 off your second booking if you bulk order a bulk package for this uh, once-in-a-lifetime experience. Uh-huh. Just, so, yeah. I just, I just want to go space. Go space. Go space. You can go to space. I'll go space. Capitalism's ruined it. Inside the boardroom of Electronic Active Softworks. Hi. Hi. So, uh, I'm looking at our upcoming suite of software and, yeah. uh, got a bit of a, got a bit of a problem. We've, uh, we're, we're lacking something our competition's got. Right. So, uh, you know, there's a bunch of other, uh, you know, uh, companies that make fighting games. Yeah. And, uh, a lot of them do the whole thing where they're like, hey, we have all of our well-known characters. We put them in one thing together. There's that, uh, there's that Nintendo one where they all, uh, fight each other all the Nintendo what's-its. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then, wasn't there as, like, a Sega one as well? Yeah, I saw one the other day where it was, uh, well, the, car- the TV networks uh, for children's cartoons, they made one where you can have, like, uh, the, the the guy who says smashing, uh, you know, fights a baby. Cool. Yeah, so I'm like, I right. can fight a baby. Yeah, we want, like, uh, you know, a, a fighting game with a bunch of characters that we happen to want. So, right. So... What characters do we actually own? I mean, we have a lot of the Shooty Bang Bang guys. Like, we got a lot a... of guy in army fatigue. Yeah, see, this is the problem. Pockets I'm... everywhere. This is the problem I'm having, is I feel like if we make this game, it's not going to have the same appeal of, like, here's, you know, the little electric mouse and here's the big dragon. If it's all just, here's another man with a gun and the camel fatigues. Ron Clancy. We got, yeah. We got, we, we, what, uh, Ron Clancy's smashy buddy. Yeah, we got, uh, we got, um, Han, the, uh, assassin. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what else we got? I'm trying to think of any of these that look distinct. Uh, I mean, I'm seeing a lot of camel. Just a, uh, just oh, we got, we got camo. Space Shooter Man. Uh, he's, he's in armor, not camo. I mean, yeah. the armor is painted in camo, but it's armor, not camo. Also, we have the future shooty, Call of Shooty that we did. And, oh, yeah. Um, they were in kind of... They had, like, like glowing blue bits on them, so that'll distinguish them. And the one that's called, like, Song or something, and that's all, like, heavy mech armor type yeah. stuff as well, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. I, I'm trying to think of some diversity we got in our um, our uh, product lineup. I feel diversity. like diversity. Well, <laughs> wrong, okay, wrong word, wrong word. Some visual distinctness. There you go. Right, um, right, right, right. Yeah, I think we made one of them blue ones. I, I put them in. That's that's good. That's good. Uh, we could get other companies shoot bang guys. You know, uh, Nintendo seems to do that. We could be like, hey, do you want to put yeah. your shoot bang guy in Shoot Fighter Five? We, this is our first one, but we got to make it sound like there's a pedigree. Yeah, like people like the big numbers. We'll get a name. We'll get the, that uh, that furry person. We'll get them to. Like, oh yeah, yeah, that fighting furry, game one. Yeah, the fighting game furry person. Then we'll get them because they're like really good at the, the games. We'll we'll get them to come and play oh, our game. I think I finally found a way for us to not have uh, more shooty bang bang characters. To have something that looks a little different, like a loot box. Well, I mean. Actually, that's a very good idea. It's not where I was going, but uh, I was going to suggest we go down to the mobile department and see what they've got from their uh, Romance Match 3 games. You are a fucking genius. I know. So, uh, what? 
Have you put any ear meats? What have I put in my ear meats? Yeah. Um, again, not a huge amount. It's been a it's been a very busy week, and I've not put a lot of new stuff in my head. But I did listen to one new piece of music. Uh, it's a track called "Zombie" by Bad Pony. Um, how bad that pony? Ah, uh, yeah, pretty, pretty bad, apparently. Um, it sort of alternates between being very intricately, uh, intricate lead guitar, uh, based rock rock music, and then going into like sections of almost like stompy protest rock. Ooh. Um, about trying to resist your parents' chemical addictions and out of having seen the impact it had on their lives. It's a real good, it's a real good track. I enjoyed it very much. Um, other than that, I've largely listened to a bunch of music I already know because I don't have brain space for new music because protest organising. Uh, I've been listening to a lot of Against Me. I've been listening to a lot of angry trans punk stuff to get me in the mood to do a big angry trans shout soon. Mm-hmm. Well, hopefully you can pull more numbers than Thursday this week. Oh, I, I don't <laughs> doubt it. Um, yeah, they did not pull many people, and I think that our crowd... I, I feel like we're going to be doing a side-by-side photo in a couple of weeks, uh, and I'm very ready for it. Uh, what about you? What have you listened to this week? Oh, goodness. Um, yeah, so there's been a lot more uh, Magnus Archives catching up. I'm well over the hundred point now. Yeah, you, so, you're getting right around to where shit goes down. Yeah, some big. I mean, like a lot happens in that second season, third season. Yeah, yeah. Last um, time, last time we talked about it, you were right around the. Here's what all the things are that will recontextualize the whole start of the show. Hmm. Yup. Yup. A lot of that stuff's happening. Uh-huh. Um. Yeah. Uh. Caught up a little bit with uh, new episodes of SCP Archives. Oh, is that the one we were listening to that I caught, like, part of today? Um, I wouldn't have let you listen to it. No, you wouldn't have let me listen to it. No, I mean, let is a strong <laughs> word. I'm So, the episode that we're discussing, it wasn't the one I was going to come to first, but uh, SCP-3890, Forget Not, uh, Forget Me Not. Um, it is about somebody trapped seemingly in some kind of pocket dimension who is being hunted by this thing that sort of steals bits of your memory. It's kind of a a mimic creature. Yeah. And it's the sort of uh, diary of this person who is losing more and more bits of their memories. But still, very much going through the like the things that they've been holding on to for so long. Uh, in this description, like the things that, like, I know I'm a doctor. I know I do. I I catalog SCPs, yeah. so I catalog this thing. And like, the thing that she was super focused on for so long was her name specifically. Yeah. And t- towards the end, that goes some pretty hairy places. Yeah. And I-, I know that you have. Like uh, in the past, expressed um, discomfort of uh, we when dealing with subjects of, of memory loss, which is why I would yeah. have been a bit more like, "Oh crap, you're yeah, downstairs." I, you I sure wouldn't you want to listen to this. I wouldn't have known this would have been my thing until I listened to it. I think the nuance that I've learned today is, I sometimes struggle with horror that is just very very grounded in re- the realities of real world memory loss like there is a magnus archives episode in particular oh, yeah. that is 
like it's it's barely supernatural. It is just a person going through losing their mind and not being sure who they are or where they are. Mm. That is distressing. Yes. Um, this I had considerably less of a problem with because it was a creature that is actively doing this and can be fought. It I is. I think, as you put it, was like I can stab this. Yeah, I can stab the thing that is causing my memory to be deteriorated. If if a problem can be stabbed, it is suddenly a lot less metaphysically terrifying. Yeah. Um, which allowed me to enjoy some of the nuances of it. And again, like some of the some of the stuff I found fascinating about how this SP- SCP worked made it less scary in this regard, but made it more of a sort of tense, fascinating, um, dramatic story. Yeah. Such as uh this thing doesn't just simply like ah, it's draining you constantly of of uh, your memories. It has to actively get you. It takes little pieces. Um, um, but like again, it is a fallible creature. Um, also, I found it fascinating. The whole I've not just forgotten my this piece of information. I physically can't put it back in my head. It won't stay there anymore. Yeah, with written text later on in the story, she's talking about how like. Oh, I just can't remember this now. I yeah. I'm not able to get this information ever Yeah, again. it's like I wrote it down so I wouldn't forget it, and then I forgot it, and I looked at it written down, and I could see it, and the second I look away, it's gone again. It just doesn't stay there. And I was like, that's a fascinating little wrinkle. Yes. Um, It was a really interesting story that I didn't think I would enjoy as much as I did, and I've learned something about my own what I do and do not fear in that regard. Hmm. And and what is what what is a sort of slightly triggering in that? Yeah. Um. The other episode I listened to was SCP T seven two one one two the Grey Rooms, uh, which I found out at the end of the episode is a crossover with an entirely different podcast called The Grey Rooms. Did not knowing the thing it was a crossover with impact your enjoyment? Yes. Okay. Um, I there's been a few of these now, and it's been like okay. I don't... This seems very differently written to the others. Now, don't get me wrong, like, I realise that SCP uh, Archives, or the SCP Foundation, is written by just a collective of people on the internet, and anyone can write one and submit for approval and, and get added to the archive. Cool. But the ones that have specifically been about other podcasts have been, like, there's something very specific about the way they're written. And... It always leaves you a sense of, like, I feel like I'm being told half a story somehow. Yes. And then at the end of the episode, they go, and this was in collaboration with blah, 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 podcast. And you're like, oh, okay. You, you kind sure. of wish they'd just tell you up front so that you could go, do I do I want to listen to this one? Because that's I, probably why they don't do it. They want you to listen to it. Well, exactly. I tend to, I tend to skip, uh, like, other episodes. Like, th- this is a show that has had episodes of other shows yeah. On their feed, uh, just like, hey, do you like horror podcasts? We are connected to all these other horror podcasts. Yeah. And, like, don't get me wrong, I've, I listen to them when I'm in the mood. Yeah. But I want to be able to choose that rather yeah. than give, have give, that thrust upon Give me. your audience informed consent over what they're choosing to listen to and so they know what they're giving their time to. Exactly. Yeah. Be respectful of your audience's time. And I caught up with uh, Shut Up and Sit Down podcast. Yeah. Um, specifically, I wanted to mention episode 146 and a half, Teaching cosmic, uh, Complex Games, 
I'm talking about Go. Ah. You know Go? Uh, the thing with the little circles. coloured stones. Yes. Oh, yes, yes. Yes, the, like the oldest game in the world. Indeed. Um, and and that like the, the people who are like top levels of it are like math professors and stuff. <laughs> um, and only very recently did they finally manage to get a computer to beat a human being. Um, like, a, like at Grandmaster level. Yeah. And um, apparently that hasn't. You know, worried anyone particularly that they've 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 actually been more like, well, now there's whole things that the computer did that no one ever thought to do before. So we're now learning strategies from the computer and introducing that into people's actual games. That's really cool. Um, it Go sounds fascinating. I wouldn't mind learning sometime, or at least learning the basics of it. I'm up for learning the basics with you at some point if you like. I need to get a Go board. Yeah. Um, from what I can tell, like, um, start on a smaller board is, is a good starting position. And that there aren't actually that many rules. What people really spend most of the time learning with Go is understanding strategies and, like, yeah. like what, what are, what are the gambits that people do? What are, I mean, much like chess, it's, it's less to do with learning how the pieces move and more, what can you do with those and what combinations of things will progress your game state? I think with chess, though, there's more a case of if you are the same sort of level as somebody else, like you understand the basic rules, I think you can pretty much hold your own as long as you can sort of conceptualise like, oh, hey, this can do that, that can do that. I probably want to be careful about where I move things because I will open up yeah. to attack. Whereas with Go, because it's so big and sprawling and can take a long while to get through, you can set up things that will kind of, like, just, like, come to fruition later on or make certain things much easier later on and uh, and, and really lose a beginner yes. very easily. Also, the kitties come to join us on the lap now. <laughs> Update. Kitty's on the lap now. Lap update. Oh lap heck! Date. Oh heck! Oh, she's oh she's she's, she's <gasps> she settled. There. She's settling. She's a good kitty. You're a good kitty. Oh. Um. Yeah. And and teaching com- co- complex games something that I think we're gonna have a decent amount of coming up because like most of the the more complex games that we got during lockdown, I have been very excited to 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 play with. With new people, yes, uh, we with larger groups mostly, yeah, um, and that's going to require me to do some pretty heavy scale teaching. Yes. Although I will probably refer to Rodney. That's that's a good start. Those are the rules. He's been doing that for ten yeah. years. Oh gosh, wow. just had his tenth anniversary. Ah, oh. was that everything we listened to this week? Uh, or have you got anything else? We'll find out. Um, yeah, I listened to the 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 other the other BCM uh, Mallorca mix, the one I talked about the other week. I've listened to there were two mixes on that album. I've listened to the second one, the uh, I think it was the EDM one. I yes. can't remember. There's two, so I've listened to the other one, whatever the one I didn't mention previously. Oh uh, yeah, it's fun. It's got the um, Shy FX version of Gold Dust, which is just a fucking bop. Uh, yeah. Uh, is that everything you've listened to? That's everything I've listened to. Well then, time for this. Well, Master, we've got the uh, new uh, death machine ready for you. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. 
Bring it in, bring it in. I want to see it straight away. Hmm. Rotate it round to the other side. Hmm. Let me, let me have a look. Hmm. I'm having a look from underneath. It's, hmm. Who designed this? Who's responsible for this? Oh, that would be Brian Murphy. Well, tell Brian it's terrible. It's it's ruined. It's not acceptable. This is terrible. What have you done here? It's the most incredibly uh, advanced piece of machinery that Brian has ever constructed. I'm, I'm sure it is. It might in 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 indeed well be, but there is a clear design problem we're going to need to address. What seems to be the problem, Arst? It is lacking the requisite brightly coloured weak spots. Uh, would that not uh, make it easier to defeat Master? Well, um, yes, but that's beside the point. It's, it's, it's the dumb thing. You're always telling us how you want to take over the world. And want to... I, 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 I do, I do, but there's a decorum to these things. You know, I've been doing this for many years now. You know, I've had my, my rivalries going on for the decades. And here's, here's what, you, what you maybe don't understand, the way these things are done, is that there, there's a respectable boundary between us and the, 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 the heroes, you know. We put the colourful glowing spots on them so they have a fighting chance. And then if they get us, they don't, you know, do the sensible thing and kill us. They put us in a highly secure facility that we break out of and we can try again. You know, if, if we didn't put the glowy weak spots on it, they'd probably, you know, they'd go, oh, I don't have a fighting chance. I should probably just kill the person who made it. And there's fun in that for anyone. Well, I mean, then we could defeat them and you could take over the world. Yeah, but it somewhat feels like cheating. It, it's not the sportsmanly thing. What What if someone in, in football took away the goalpost? That wouldn't be fair. Yes, I suppose so. Okay, back to the... Brian! Brian, we need to redesign the mix. Oh my, my, my goodness, the, the majesty of space, where, you, if, if you look across the edge, you can see the very thin layer that's protecting us from the vacuum of, of, of nothingness, that, that tiny layer that's keeping us, that's keeping us all alive, it, it, it really puts into perspective how fragile life on this precious blue marble is, that we are just... We're just scurrying around there, imperspectable to everyone else in the galaxy. It's, 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 it's enough to completely change how you view your place in the universe. We are so tiny in the grand expanse of everything that exists out there. We are nothing, and we need to make this tiny nothing we have as perfect as we can because no one else is going to do it for us. Um. Don't you, uh, don't, don't you think so, Jeff? Jeff? <laughs> Jeff do floaty. Uh. <laughs> uh. Jeff, Jeff do floaty. <laughs> Jeff do floaty. Yes, You're not even going to look out the window? Yes. Yes, Vinny. <laughs> uh, maybe you'll look out the window next time you come up. Do you know what I want to see more of? What do you want to see more of? Virtual Justice Warriors. Virtual Justice Warriors. Yeah. All right, Larry. All right, Larry. How you doing? 
Oh, you know, mate, I, I, I've definitely felt that that hug we had last week really, really carried me through. Oh, it's, it's revitalised me. It has, oh, it's been well needed. I've missed it. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong, the world is still uh, concerning, deeply, well, deeply concerning. It, it but is, it is, but, you know... You know, we've we've got we've got hugs back. Good, good physical contact with a good friend yeah, is uh, yeah. really really seeing me right. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm not going out of my way to see much in the way of other people just yet. But uh, no, but you know, I trust you to have been you know safe and you, you trust me to have been be, safe mate. as we can be, and we're, we're being sensible. Well, exactly. Uh, you know what's not not been good this week? Um, let me guess. Is it the government? I mean, usually is, isn't it? Who's them or turfs? Well, or government yeah. turfs. Government turfs. Mm. Oh, have you seen? Have you seen this uh, this week's uh, bit of government nonsense about jailing people for you know fascisty reasons? Uh, yeah, this sort of popped up vaguely in my timeline today. Uh, I'm not sure if I had a full chance to read it. I did see the headline. Yeah, no, it was a screenshot for the Daily Mail, so I obviously wasn't clicking anywhere because I. Oh yeah, old, yeah, old, yeah. Old. yeah. So, but uh, 14 years in jail for 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 uh, saying derogatory things about the government. Yeah, so it's, to simplify the, the story that's going around, this is not a confirmed thing or in law yet, but this right, is apparently right. something that is being discussed, is uh, the idea of handing down up to 14-year prison sentences for journalists who publish stories that are embarrassing to the government. And the grounds on which they're sort of talking about Deeply doing this... Concerning. I know, I know. The grounds on which they're discussing this is that they're basically treating it the same as um, foreign spies that are in the country to, you know, undermine the government. The idea being that, like, by publishing, say, here's a picture of Matt, Matt Hancock, you know, breaking lockdown to smooch on a lady who's not right, his wife right, or whatever, right, right. you know... That is undermining confidence in the UK government in the way that, you know, a... Uh, a foreign national who's here to undermine us might do. Therefore, you're exactly the same journalist. If you do that, don't publish embarrassing things about the government. Which you can see how that is not even a slippery slope. It is already a, a, a fascism. Fascism. Big neon lights. Yeah. As soon as you start saying, journalists, you cannot cover certain actions about the government because it makes the government look bad. That is, that is fascism. Yeah, that is that is the first step towards controlling what can and cannot be said by the media about the state, which is a a very common fascist tool of, you know, uh, shutting down information and giving avenues to disinformation and to propaganda and creating a you know a a a, uh, a state that has no idea what its politicians are doing, which is terrifying. Well, I mean. From what I can tell, the way they've been like inserting Tories and former Tories into press, uh, the idea that they were trying to get Paul Dakar in as head of the uh, the um, Ofcom, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, and, and the uh, any sort of oversight or anyone in charge, they seem to want to get that just all stuffed with their own people. And you know, this is. As you say, it's not a slippery slope. Fascism is right here in bright neon letters. And, uh, yeah. Well, I don't get me wrong, I'm sure there are the kind of flag-raving, terrifying people uh, who are going to be like, well, yeah, so you can't say anything wrong about our Boris, blah, 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 well, blah, it, blah. It's, it's, you know, you put this story along with that one that is currently ongoing that we talked about a while back about um, 
the clamping down on protests, on inconvenient yeah. protests. Yeah. Because this is a two-pronged assault. It is, you stop journalists being able to talk about government, and you stop the regular people from being able to shout about what the government is doing, and very quickly you lock down the ability to be critical or share information of negative things the government does. And that is terrifying. Yep. And we need to be fucking vocal about it now before it becomes a thing. Yeah. Now when it's just something they're considering is the time to be loud and vocal about the fact that you will not stand for it. Yeah, we need we need general strikes. We need we need people to get very concerned about things and they right now they uh, they are too sleepy. Yeah. I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to be better about that. I'm trying to get more active about you know, be doing stuff about being concerned about stuff. It's it's easy to get tired out by it, but yeah, I totally understand. It, you know, people who are exhausted by it, people who, you know can't get involved in it for, yeah. for one reason or another, and but doing my best, going to try and get shouty this year. Quite understandable. Oh, oh mate, yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah, good. I wait, still, good still not used to it not being virtual. Like I keep expecting you to say it and then going, ah, oh, you didn't I, say I, it. I, I need, have I it. Need... <laughs> it's sort of, it's sort of, virtual lug has become a phrase in my mouth it has. in this last year yeah it's been right in it's, there it's, 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 it's going to take some shaking loose definitely mate definitely right yeah. well I think I'm going to go off for a nap I think I'm going to do the same as well no, have a good nice. one rest you well too. so Laura yes where can we find you on the internet you can find me at Laura K Buzz pretty much everywhere Twitter Twitch YouTube Patreon that's the one that pays the bills um Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, I stream over on twitch.tv slash laurakbuzz. Um, every Friday, I upload episodes of Accessibility, which is a series all about accessibility and representation in games. Um, I recently put up a video about the Tuvix episode of Voyager. Uh, that's like a 45-minute long video essay that you should go watch. Um, I do some books. Uncomfortable Labels, that's out now. Things I Learned from Mario's Butt, that's out now. Gender Euphoria, that's out now. It's in, like, shop windows and stuff. People seem to be enjoying that one. Go check it out. Go up to Piccadilly Waterstone, Waterstones. Exactly, yeah. Apparently there's a couple of Waterstones in London that, like, some of it have it on the table, some have it in the window displays. I'm like, ooh. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I do podcasts as well. Uh, Pixel Squirt, that is about video game character pornography. Um, there is Podquisition, where we tell you whether your favourite video games are great or perfect. And there's Dice Funk, which is a Dungeons and Dragons podcast. Uh, every season is its own story. I'm on seasons three, four, five, six, seven, and eight. Uh, season eight. Oh, it's real hot, heating up right now. About now for my character, there are some things happening that you still sh- oh, mm, things. Uh, I'm also on another podcast with you that isn't this me? one. Yeah, that'll be Polly Armory, a D and D fifth edition real play podcast with questionable morals that I. Gonna commit here to trying to get an episode up on Saturday this week. Ah. Ah. This is the problem of having committed to a secret project. Yes, the secret project is eating up um the day of the week that is used for everything else. Everything else. 
Well, we've committed to it now. We have, and it will be totally worth it. Oh, we, it, think, it will, I yeah. Think, I think everyone who enjoys this podcast will enjoy Secret Project. Indeed. Project. But yeah, the next six months are going to be busy with Secret Project. Busy. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't count on getting that album out this year, but I do count on doing something else that's the incredibly huge this year. So let's do that. Yeah. Um, yeah. The new 5th edition replay podcast. Give it a listen. It's Polyarmory. It's available on SoundCloud and my YouTube. Uh, I stream uh, on uh, UK time Thursdays at about 19.30, over on twitch.tv slash Janiac. Um, this week I'll be doing the Gigaminx and possibly associated puzzles to make up time if necessary. Um, that's going to take a while. Definitely going to take a while to Um... Uh, yeah, uh, Stone Monkey Radio on Patreon, which I mentioned earlier, for as little as a dollar a month, you can help me justify all the work. It'll be worth it, but oh, at the moment it's all the work. Mm-hmm. Especially since I'm also trying to exercise so I don't die. Yeah. Uh, now, yeah. That, now that I'm successfully vaccinated. So trying to squeeze an exercise regime in there as well. Oh, oh boy. I don't have time. <laughs> uh, sleep's gonna have to go. Definitely gonna have to go. Oh, uh, sleep is overrated. We don't need it, right? Uh, I don't think humans need sleep, do you? Nah. Um, I think that's everything. Yeah. Uh, streamerlinks.com slash janiac, J-A-N-E-I-A-C. Head over there, find links to everything, including my red bubble, where you can get Queer and Pleasant Strangers t-shirts. Uh, if that is a thing that interests you. Uh, Laura? Yeah? Will you sing us out, please, darling? Until next time. Be a stranger.